0: We got you live from the Dope House, TBMP, administering large amounts of melanin and dopamine. Whatever you need, we got you. DJ Amin Ra, let him know.
1: This is beautiful.
2: the beat and path we are here in the washington dc studio <laughs> we are, we are here with ross spinning some fire <laughs> tracks what up what up what up what up world yeah that man i think you it was one of the best sets i know i think i might say that you say that every do, single time because every time i'm always amazed
0: every time is a new time and it can be it the is best is time and that's okay <laughs> okay
2: it's all a new experience yeah and then i think like i don't know it just fits with t- today's like that 100 pure love like everything it just fits with the theme of today's uh podcast i think you know it's just i gotta be, be conscious
3: about who's in the studio and why we're here so you know so, the music is definitely a way to express that
2: dope dope and in the studio we have a very special guest for episode 30 <laughs> we had to we had to go we had to go out we had to make sure we we brought some more intelligence <laughs> in the room, um, especially after we had hard deep here you know that we had to we had to just amp it up another level yeah uh, so in the studio today we have Doctor Zaleka Clark, Damn. the American sexosopher,
0: sexologist, sexologist, mm, giving it to you everything you need and want and more.
2: Say <laughs> <laughs> so, how you doing?
4: Amazing, thank you. Yay! <laughs> so glad to have you here.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's great. So tell us a little about yourself. So like you know we we've looked at your your bio and it seems that you have many hats you do many things it's not just you know uh, multiple degrees yeah multiple degrees <laughs> doctor
0: of of elevation here yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so it's like you're a sexual therapist but you're also sex ossifer please break it down yeah, break it down for, for our listeners out there
4: So, I'm the first American with all three degrees in human sexuality from accredited universities in the United States. I have my masters in education of human sexuality and my PhD in human sexuality. So, there's lots of different ways to pioneer the paths of this new field. I do some teaching. So, I'm a sexuality educator. I teach Graduate level, undergrad, and doctoral level um, college students, as well as you know, high school and middle school. If it comes up, mm-hmm. I also do therapy, so sex therapy, but also just helping people work through their challenges and assisting in breakthroughs and break, you know, <laughs> the hardships and.
2: So I mean, what what brought you into this field? I mean, I, I in college I took a class on human sexuality, and it actually was one of my favorite classes, but. You know what would make you pursue wanting to uh you know help people with those things
4: well um my mom said i could study whatever i wanted (laughs) so uh very uh, very welcoming right there anywhere to study Mm -hmm. and so i went to nyu and i transferred into the individualized school gallatin and i studied sexuality culture and oppression um
2: so oppression what's that how's, how's that deal with uh a sexuality. Oh
4: gosh, it's yes. what limits us. It's how. Do we explain, run. doctor. Well, let's see. Racism, sexism, mm. classism. Everything.
3: Something I noticed on your bio was the decolonization of sexuality, yeah. which I think yes. is a very important topic that I honestly feel that a lot of people are just ignorant about. We, you know, because they're just doing what they've been told by their parents and by their parents and by their parents and. Their parents and yeah. So when did that like? When did that break in time happen? When did that shift in time happen? When, you know, and how do you find out more information about that? Because a lot of information is written by Western society.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of unlearning and it's critical thinking and, I got just learning about history, but then also the history that was never really taught in schools. Exactly. Kind of got me upset about what happened and just all the loss of indigenous ways of knowing and our relationship with the ecosystems and the land and just the atrocities that happened that have played a role in how we understand our lives, how we're living. The fact that we're speaking English is kind of problematic, and it shapes the way we think. And so really being critical and just so many things like patriarchy and like the assumptions that we think are factual, but really are man-made constructs that um, prevent us from knowing our true power and understanding liberation in ways that... Could so, Yeah,
2: so so would this be something like if I was coming to you as a client or something like you you would help people Do you find that people are, are dealing with this in turn like a struggle with this type of thoughts or like how is it that? uh, You know, how does that translate into what you may do on a daily basis?
4: I Do actually provide decolonial guidance and I coach people who are specifically interested in unlearning um, negative forms of oppression and um, but yeah it shows up in so many ways whether that's they're in a same gender loving relationship but they feel bad about it because the stigma of society has you know wants us to believe that that's wrong or something that's
2: okay um,
4: and just things that prevent us from being authentic and true to ourselves and there's so much to explore within our being and knowing ourselves, and being open to creating new possibilities of ways of existing and ways we want to manifest our life. So it's really, it's also everyone has a purpose and everyone has their inner genius. They have something to contribute to society. And a lot of times we don't have the support system in place to realize that self-actualization and Just really saving lives out here. Saving lives.
0: I loved your shirt that you were wearing, the Black Lives Matter shirt in your bio photo that you sent over. And because that's where you really see the oppression, and especially of Black bodies, of them being sexualized to participate. I'm um, in any way, it's always kind of in this um, performance. You're always like in this. Um, you got to put on this face, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's really the heart of oppression: um, sexualizing kind of everything. that's that, bad, so
4: or desexualizing yourself. Exactly, because you don't. Historically, wanna- my my body is hypersexualized, and um, I don't necessarily. <laughs> I don't know, it's hard to control what other people perceive me, and so I have to live authentically to myself, but it's really mitigating that, like, oh, I have to desexualize myself so my students can take me seriously. Oh, I should have straight hair so they take me more seriously. Uh, No, I'm going to wear my hair natural. And that's just what works for me. And if I want to wear stilettos, because I feel powerful that day, wearing stilettos, I'm going to do that. I'm not doing that for the male gaze. I'm not doing that exactly. to draw attention to myself. I'm doing that because that's how I want to express myself.
2: So I mean, I always hear like uh, in in feminism, like I feel sometimes that's like an argument, like the hypersexuality. Some I know some feminists argue that uh, you know that type of thing is is just catering to the male you know, stereotype of those types of things. And then I hear you say, like, you know, it's empowering. You know, personally, I kind of come more from that perspective. But, you know, sometimes that is an argument. What do you what do you say to those folks that might see otherwise? So
4: I like to introduce this concept called the pluriverse that speaks to there are multiple worlds that can exist simultaneously without hierarchy, without saying one's better than the other. There's many different perspectives to consider, and I don't think that there's just one way of doing feminism. Um, Definitely. I was at um, <laughs> decolonizing. Um, black feminism school in Brazil in Bahia, in Cachoeira mm-hmm. with Angela Davis and one of the things that she told me she, you know, or said was something to the effect of, you know, we were like, well, why don't you call yourself a womanism or, or a womanist as opposed to feminist because, you know, we feel like we have to choose but she's like, it's a privilege to be able to choose. Exactly. The fact that you have a choice well, I, she didn't have that category back mm-hmm. in the day until exactly. like Understanding that there are different perspectives. Some day I find nudity very empowering, and some days I throw on a hijab. I cover up everything. Exactly. And <laughs> I love on. it. Seriously, like I find I love it covering up very liberating sometimes. Okay. And um, people were like, "Why are you wearing a hijab?" You know, like they were really upset. And then I got to actually be able to see who's mm. Islamophobic around me, exactly, and who you know
0: you get to who's learn. gonna call
4: me my sister and who's mm. gonna be like giving me that sign eye um but i think there i'm multifaceted. i could be ratchet and a scholar i could be so many and, things
5: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: you know, and
2: that seems to be a prevalent thought now like it's that's the the
0: the, the ratchetness should yeah. have scholars why why can't we or, there's no you know, there's no comparison to
4: be on 100 percent with my consciousness and being woke when i love love the beat and i can't you know i can't like Oh, these lyrics can get problematic for me, but I just wanna be free and twerk sometimes, twerking for liberation. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep for resistance.
2: So that's a that's very surprising to maybe to hear hear you say that and knowing that you're you know, that you're a professional that does this. I feel like this is an argument that often is is at the uh, brunt of these uh, things, you know, like
0: And that's where the problem is uh, because yeah. it's not an argument, it's a conversation. There's no comparison. I have it's to not navigate. this or that, you know.
4: And a lot of times I have to wear different hats, like, okay, I have to, you know, just present this aspect of myself at the expense of my self-expression and just being a holistic person. And I think that's really encouraged in Western society. Like, you have to be this one certain way in certain contexts when, you know, we have to code switch. You know, if I'm around my people, I'm going to be talking in different ways than when I'm in, in a classroom. And I'm have to be culturally competent and aware that there are different there's you know certain places and certain things for certain everything it's just but i think uh there's definitely time to switch there's times for the evolution we need to be raise our consciousness and the vibration express
0: different parts of the personality that are sometimes dormant that you know it's like oh this has been unexpressed and now I've learned something new and I can articulate
2: (laughs) Yeah, and and that's okay and so like especially now with you know the whole me too movement women empowerment like it's been a big thing like everything that were you know would be okay you know six months ago are now passe you know it's definitely been a major shift in the way people Mm -hmm. approach sexuality and I think that You know if we're gonna start seeing more of these types of things like
4: sexuality the field moves so fast what i was learning in grad school became outdated very quickly and i'm writing a textbook and i feel like half the things in there is going to be outdated by the time Mm. it comes out there's Mm. so many emerging communities there's so many ways of being there's so many ways of realizing pleasure and euphoria and passions and pleasures that we're, we just limit ourselves in so many ways
2: so we're gonna have to talk about that because I, I need to know like what happens in these uh, in these in these sessions like what kind of things are you saying Like what do you talk about when you're talking about I mean everyone likes talking about sex but like you know I think uh, for you is it and is it really like a more clinical thing like you yeah. know or is it actually people coming to you maybe describing like how they might have you know certain desires that they want to live out do people come to you and they talk to you about those things and you're like working with them, or is it purely just this very, like, you know...
4: Right now, people have issues, and we just deal with whatever issues that is, whether that's in the relationship, or how it manifests in communication, or in sexual acts, but I really meet the individual where they're at, and whatever they're struggling with, I try to assist them in realizing their healing capabilities, and ways of reframing a situation so that they can deal with it in an empowering way okay okay wow like well,
2: go ahead
3: yeah definitely on that note i would like to introduce Reframe. you know our latest guest in the studio <laughs> yeah this isabel is a podcast Damien, right? um, just walk in
2: we just we just
3: throw yeah. it down. walking in <laughs> isabel this is aleika is Aleka, this is Hi. isabel nice um, speaking of empowerment you know i find that a lot of times we just struggle with labels us people and the the labels of other societies that they put on us Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting you said something about English Mm -hmm. and I've always been an advocate on this show about the use of the English language and how it's very controlling and deceptive and Mm -hmm. we're just speaking it because this is what we were told to speak yeah but I feel like that that carries down with our thoughts with our actions with our relationships with our communication we're just doing what we were told and taught and I was watching a, a show on Netflix. Um, it was a comedy special, and this comedian, this lady comedian, got on stage, and she's like, "Yeah, so sexual harassment. You know, we've only been dealing with it for the last, I don't know, 3,000 years. You know, it's not like it's a new thing. It's not like it's something that's just been discovered. It's been around since the beginning of time. And I feel like now there's a shift in our species, I guess, where people are actually like feeling empowered to speak up and having actionable items that are changing our that. species." Yeah. Or acknowledge,
0: it's just acknowledging <laughs> yeah. that you have two sides. Everyone has a male and a female. Everyone has a male and a female side. So. There
4: are both masculine and feminine energy aspects within mm-hmm. ourselves. Women have testosterone, men have mm-hmm. estrogen. Like, mm-hmm. we've been conditioned to believe these are like the testosterone is this manly. Hormone,
2: but see how her voice got all deep with the testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she just injected a yeah. dosage of and testosterone. I, and the
4: estrogen will make yeah. side effects, on right. yeah.
2: you know. And I think that's like a you know, there's like these stereotypes. I mean, um, and actually, uh, Isabel, so Isabel uh, is an amazing drummer uh, for those of you who do not know who Isabel De Leon is. Um, she plays in the band Paper White. Um, she plays all over DC, she's amazing. Like if you just catch her on a set, like she just got this like energy about her. She just goes aggressive on those on those cans like that. And I, I imagine like in the world of drumming, like that's definitely gotta be something that you run into <clears throat> very often. Like this constant idea that maybe you aren't as good as somebody else who might be a man or something like that.
6: Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, people see me and you know, I I like to, I dress in different ways, We you were talking about that earlier, you know, when I was growing up playing drums, I felt like I had to be, like, tomboyish or tough Mm -hmm. for people to actually take me seriously. So I gravitated toward, you know, wearing baggy clothes, kind of dressing like a dude, acting like a dude, because I wanted people to take me seriously, and then, of course, as I was growing up and really embracing my femininity, I was like, you know what, like, I can wear a dress and wear heels and play too, and Mm -hmm. doesn't mean I can't be good, (laughs) but it's just Mm -hmm. interesting because sometimes I'll walk into a situation and people see me and they just assume, oh, you know, she looks a certain way, she can't, there's no way she can be good at the drums. And a lot of it is too just because like, oh, she's a woman, you know? and then they'll hear me play and then they'll be like wow you know you're actually you, you really
0: know good. something yeah, you're, yeah. Good for you're actually good, oh, wow. you're good for, what well, did you think i was so, here for
3: someone one
6: time said to me they were like you're not just good for a girl you're a good drummer and i was like i wasn't sure if i should have been insulted or complimented by that i know I they meant sorry. that as a compliment but wow. you know you don't hear people saying oh you're a good male drummer no you know right. it's just it's just interesting and there's always you know there's always double standards for females as far as like trying to prove themselves and there people Will always, I think, doubt you first before they believe that you're capable of doing something.
0: Always doubt, you know.
6: Um, so, and, and it's just something that you just have to get used to in a way, and something that's you know part of my career. And it's interesting because recently, um, you know, I've been dating a male instrumentalist for over a year, Elijah, mm-hmm. and he has been noticing every time we go out to sessions or shows or something he'll notice these little instances of men being misogynistic or you know just being doubtful and for me i'm so used to it and i've always kind of trained myself to move on from it and you know as women we also feel like oh we can't act up against it or whatever because we want to be cool we want to be hired like people we don't want people to think we're a certain type of way um, but he'll get angry about it, and I'm just and I just kind of brush it off because I was like I'm used I'm used to this like this happens all the time, and but for him to kind of experience it like secondhand is infuriating for him. So it's just interesting yeah. how like these mm-hmm. things are kind of coming back like coming back to surface. Uh, Things that I've felt like I've gotten over from a long time ago, but for him because he's kind of experiencing it for the first time It's kind of new for him. I I feel like
2: I feel like it's like the whole woke thing like, you know Everyone is now you know, every hipster now thinks they have the experience of like a black person or something like that Everyone's feeling that vibe like, you know It's this constant like putting yourself in other people's shoes And I think it's a good thing that everyone is now kind of like wait a minute like there is an actual like you know, sense of oppression or problems when it comes to either being, you know, ethnic brown skinned or or a woman, Uh, or maybe it's even just from a sexual perspective. Like maybe, you know, you're LGBT related or something like that. And I think it's a great thing that we're all kind of maybe coming together and uh, seeing, you know, more of the world from each other's eyes, you know. Speaking of the world,
3: like, have you had experiences? I know you've traveled a lot, but have you had experiences seeing the opposite in different places of what we're experiencing? as a society right now or is it a general theme across the board? Because I know you study, you study a lot of African sexuality um, and breaking that down, but a lot of it is the roles are reversed mm-hmm. in societies. But is that actually happening somewhere in the world?
4: I've been to 60 countries and I feel like everywhere I go, I people relate to me in different ways depending on the cultural context. I know there's definitely still places out there that do things differently and it makes me think of all the things that I think are normal but are really just cultural or...
2: Can you give us an example of like what maybe like in a place you've been, something that was just completely different than you were expecting?
4: Oh geez. <laughs> <laughs> On the spots! Yeah. I mean, the, no classic, the classic example, I mean... It's like I'm a black woman in America, but I'm morena clara in Brazil. Like even how they think of my race is different. And then oh yeah, race is a construct. So mm-hmm. it's there's no biological basis for it. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that there's not racism, but like and and there's there's just uh, I don't know. To explain the differences and the nuances and all of that because it was completely different when I was in Thailand and it was completely different Mm -hmm. when I'm in Europe and completely different when I'm in Ghana or Tanzania or like South Africa. It's just
2: Okay. I don't know. Okay. So what do you what would you say is the most like what's the thing that's facing the your industry today? Like what is the thing that you just see more and more of maybe that you're you're dealing with in your in your pack practice?
4: It's whitewashed. Mm-hmm. The way we construct, you know, knowledge production is dominated by people in power, and so that has negative impact on those who don't ha- are not centered. So I'm talking about people who have been historically marginalized. I'm talking about trans folks, genderqueer, non-binary individuals, and people who practice ethical non-monogamy. There's just so many diverse ways of relating and being human that um, gets lost and think about the power of self-love and focus on pleasure, but but my field tends to pathologize and then people get, there's a lot of misunderstanding, just there's so many things that we have to unlearn and it's just ingrained in the way we understand a lot of concepts. So. I think what needs to happen is decolonization i think what needs to happen is we unlearn these things that we take for granted and begin to think critically and have self-determination to understand ourselves in ways that have not been scripted for us
2: so so what's like an example of some of those things like uh like this decolonization so like what what's maybe a learned trait that we all take for granted that we all do every day there's gotta be something that's like uh, I don't know, is it the way that we we talk about each other, or
0: oh, well, one thing that I notice a lot a lot now when people are doing intros, they'll kind of ask for pronouns. Mm. I like that mm-hmm. a lot because you know, sometimes we just make assumptions mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. doesn't give the opportunity for that person to maybe share something about you know yeah. their personal identity. so
4: absolutely, that's a good one. Um mm. my pronouns are they them? doctor, and I also use zer are gender not are non-binary pronouns there's so many pronouns that we don't even use and it's really hard to incorporate into our language because we have such a binary language, just inherently sexist language um, a lot of indigenous languages are genderless and right. don't require you to speak in that way and f- our syntax structures of our sentences require us to like categorize people and mm-hmm. So that's problematic. Discriminate, categorize, like, discriminate,
0: categorize,
6: like, no! It's funny because my parents are from the Philippines, Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing, they don't have gender there, so a lot of times they'll accidentally call a man she, Mm -hmm. just because, or like, you know, a woman him, because it's like, you
4: know, there's no distinction. Oh,
2: really? I did not know that, actually.
4: And Jamaica... A lot of the African linguistics get put into the Patois or the English version of their language, and it's like "m" is kind of short for him, but it's it's a it's used in a gender-neutral way. Like you can say "m" and it means a, that woman over there.
0: Okay.
2: Huh okay. So they they're already ahead of the curve. We just way... Well, actually, a lot of
4: Creole languages cut off the the unnecessary things like. Like, we don't need that. Like foot <laughs> or feet, they just say foot them. Like foot. put them is like yeah. the plural mm-hmm. version, and you just keep the you know little things like that. Just.
2: So like just so what can I do to be a better person uh, and more awa- socially aware of these things? How can I how can I help make yeah. this a better I, place? I feel it's
3: a better way to rephrase that question. I, I apologize. The better way to rephrase this. <laughs> <question laughs> like, no, like, no, no 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 wait. <laughs> see what happened. As a man, how can we? like change our thoughts and our thought behaviors and be more like compassionate but also more like empathetic towards the needs of women specifically because i feel like a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast a are going to be like what the heck is going on but at the same time they're going to be like okay i'm tuned in for a reason and i want to know how to do something like that's a daily task that can better my communication skills
4: i start with practicing gratitude I don't make assumptions. I listen in a way that allows people to express themselves authentically um, with an open kind of heart. And I challenge some, assum- uh, you know, assumptions and um, just constructs that we take for granted, like our possess, like being possessive, mm-hmm. and like hoarding and like. Um, the scarcity model as opposed to abundance and thinking in ways that can facilitate our liberation and freedom. um, Yeah, it's it's hard to pinpoint, because everyone's different, but I think giving room for people, to recognize people's transformation and not assume that they're gonna be the way that they've always been, but Mm -hmm. to really embrace when people come and have learned something that has changed them that we see them for who they are. And that may not be how we actually see them, but to kind of listen to where they're coming from.
2: So Perception. That, that's, it's interesting. I'm going to try and keep the names out of this story, but I have a friend of mine who recently <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Right> inside, <laughs>
1: yeah. recently, I'm going to keep names out of the story. Cause this, this actually
2: is interesting. I wonder what you would think about this. I had a friend of mine who just recently uh, confessed to me that uh, his, that, a, a family member had sexually Done something to them as a child and they mm-hmm. just become aware of this. Mm-hmm. It was something that you know They blocked out at its time um, and it you know it was told to me and you know Basically, it was like, you know, we haven't really hung out a lot lately. There's been a lot of like weird things going on and um, his, his explanation was basically that this has scarred him and then as a result, like, I feel like this person has kind of changed a bit. Like, you know, it's um, they're definitely more of like a non-binary type person now. Like, and I, I think it's great. Like, I don't have any like issues with that, but um, I think from, I think at first it was kind of a shock, like to just, you know, have this person, you know, and then see that they're kind of like, you know, they're not exactly who they, you thought they were, but it's not that he's any worse or anything. But I guess my point, what I want to get at is like, is this something that like, I've I've been finding difficulty in how to address it because I think uh, the person's asking me to, you know, approach them and speak to them about it. And I want to make sure I'm being sensitive to that. I don't want to just, you know, say some crazy stuff.
4: I think you tune into what what they need, like what how listen to what language that they use for themselves and I think we're quick to jump to like oh because this negative thing happened this is a reason why and especially with just non-heterosexual people it tends to be well what happened to you And or people that are into BDSM and kink like oh there must have been something that happened but that may not necessarily be the case and they a lot of times depression and darkness and atrocities that happen allow us to and even pain can allow us to understand ourselves in different ways that we may not have had the strength or made the time to manifest ourselves in that kind of way so I, I use um, different, like depression for example, I think of it as being disappointed because I'm aware of how messed up things are. Mm-hmm. and. How I can harness that energy? First of all, just practicing radical self-acceptance and whatever it is, and listening to our own bodies and what that may—the messages. I need to learn the lessons that are out there that the universe has to teach me, because I can get into another relationship, another gender, another um, city, and it will show up in different ways. So I want to make sure I'm learning as much as I can and progressing in a way that. I improve myself um, mm-hmm. so yeah I think just checking in with a person and like being there how can I support you is a great question
0: yeah. instead of you know maybe giving advice you want to i don't know what i'm having trouble with. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't usually use this mic but uh, the microphone they need, like, well,
4: yeah and that, they may not want, they your want advice they may just need to vent and have you listen they may yes exactly without to responding. reflect back to them
0: more than anything you always want to reflect back what you heard is this correct yeah am i hearing you you know uh, uh, is this what you're feeling like always reflecting back what they say never to start with advice i feel like with um when someone has um, reveals their trauma to you, mm-hmm. you know, and is looking for support, it's like always reflect back.
2: Okay, okay, you know, see, I, you know, and I'm I've kind of already responded a little bit, but I've been curious about like you know maybe you know I, I know they we definitely want to reconnect like super close friends. Just it's been interesting. Like I don't know, mm-hmm. um,
3: but so it's so interesting you say that because. I feel like here in America we have the opportunity to speak about these things, but I personally, I come, from, my family's Egyptian. I grew up and I moved here when I was 16. But like when you bring up these issues. A lot of the time, like, for instance, for rape culture in Egypt, when you bring it up, they always shift the blame towards a woman. They never Mm -hmm. shift the blame towards a man. And they're always like, well, you should have never been in that place in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's not the the truth. Like, Mm -hmm. how is, how, how, and a lot of, I feel like a lot of societies are based around that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we here in America have the privilege to have the access to the information that we have. But a lot of different places, you know, you can't even, like, if someone was to come to me from my family and say, hey, somebody molested me as a child, you know, I'd be like, I don't believe, you know, if I was an Egyptian man or or, or a, a certain type of man, I'd be like, I don't believe you. You're just making this up because you want drama. And like we take away from what that person is really telling us mm-hmm. and shift the blame to them. And that's where like a big issue with sexualization, I feel mm-hmm. is like we're just like not taking responsibility and just like putting it back onto the person. The person just feels just as bad as they did when they first came to you.
4: Mm-hmm. And... Mm. Yeah, I think we have to watch our our questionings, like, you know, what were you wearing, or you Ugh, know, did right. you drink? Like, and and again, just like listening and offering some compassion. Like, I'm really sorry that that's your experience. Even if sometimes when we're introduced to really new ideas, we'll resist them and reject them immediately because it just it's new. it just doesn't comply with everything that we've ever learned, and that's a that's an uncomfortable place and sometimes and people will push back on on that and so yeah i I think just the listening piece and and offering compassion for yourself as well and also sometimes we elevate our level of consciousness and looking back in hindsight we could say oh i shouldn't have said that and apologies are okay but not to make the person do emotional labor like don't make it about you Mm -hmm. you know just sit with what is what is happening which is rare. If you can. <laughs> if yeah. you can. Because some people can't hold if that can. space.
0: And, and that's okay to say. You know, I can't really hold this space right now, but I'm going to think about it and get back to you. Mm-hmm. That's always a safe place to be.
2: Okay. So, like, I, we got so much to talk about on this t- subject.
0: Like,
2: <laughs> I, I, for one, like, I, I think, like... For a lot of people, maybe I don't know if it's just me. You guys might have it, but like a lot of it seems very conceptual in nature. And I mm-hmm. guess it's like trying to get down to the nitty gritty of like you know, what, what are what actionable it, what items? actionable? Yeah, that's yeah. like the the piece for me that I'm trying to grasp. You know, listening. But, but I think yeah, yeah I know <laughs> that's <laughs> number Active one. Listening is Active the thing to do. Active listening. Active listening. Yes, yeah.
4: it's listening in a way that you show up for the person who's communicating with you, as opposed to listening to respond mm-hmm that's a little different because then you're like creating what you're gonna say in response as opposed to just like it's being in the present moment it's it's learning how to differentiate um, harmful or negative thoughts or versus neutral thoughts versus you know observe yourself in a non-judgmental way mm-hmm. and then kind of create I practicing mindfulness an action and if you want an action to go with that um,
0: thinking about especially in the moment where you're holding on because if i'm talking to someone and they're telling me something i might be like clenching my teeth that'll bring me to the present moment to like kind of oh you know i'm like really clenching here and holding on to this so you can kind of like have this action of releasing tension in your body so that you're able to be fully present to that person
2: okay so we got work on that, almond raw, apparently. No, we do.
3: As a society, <laughs> as individuals, we definitely do. And we just don't talk about these things in public forums enough, I feel.
2: So so with that, um, we're going to go into our second musical break here. Um, when we come back, uh, we have some... Exercises. New, we have some exercises we'd like to run through <laughs> to put that to the test. Put it to the... Yeah, we're going to put this as some put practical test. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Put it
2: to something so uh one of our guests will have to pick a song unless Amon Ra has ready to go like you want to
0: you right now you,
2: yeah
3: yeah oh i have a song ready to go you got
2: a song ready to yeah, go yeah, yeah. okay
0: you ready okay, unless yeah. unless you're not taking requests okay okay unless you
3: guys have it don't take requests we do take requests in this <laughs> studio room we do in this studio room <laughs> do you guys have anything that you would like to hear okay now i got i got a perfect song okay
2: okay okay, okay. all Let's
0: right well, we'll be back
2: uh hit it amen Ra. We are here talking with Dr. Zaleka Clark and Isabel De Leon. We're talking about sexuality and all the things in between and outside of it. Everything. We're all up in it. We're really all up in this whole conversation. And uh, we actually, one of the first song, the first song you played, uh, Amin Ra, was, was the name of it. That there was Oshun, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, am, I, am I pronouncing that correctly? Correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. here. Um, it's so, by Hemsa Life. Hems to life yep That was a dope track uh so we were during the break just talking a little bit about that and I believe so so uh doctor that's a little bit is that one of the names you've had in the past like can you tell us a little bit about like what that means like are not is, ready for this I'm not re- I'm, I don't think I am <laughs>
4: burned face. He was like, oh my gosh, I I have to go to pre-colonial African Yoruba land in modern day Nigeria to understand a spiritual system that talks about energy matrix and uh, ways of relating to forces of nature. Um, Now we would say goddess or deity, um, but Oshun speaks to so many things and i can't just give justice to even beginning to begin to define and articulate but when i think of Oshun, i think of love fertility joy pleasure ah there's so much that that she she wrote her her dissertation on it so (laughs) So much
2: is it a a god for lack of a better word or what is bigger than that or like what is the in a layman's term, you know, I'm that just can a, a bricklayer.
4: That could be a rough translation as goddess, but it's way it's way more than that. It's so I I can't do justice. We're talking about orishas, so these are also very hard to articulate. Orisha was English. the word you said. Yeah, orishas. There's over four hundred, and those are just like energy matrix, energy, energy matrix forces, forces of nature that. Have elaborate stories, and so through the um, transatlantic slave trade, you have different versions of that. So it's in Condomble, it's in. Um,
2: uh, I can't so is it like Greek line. gods, kinda, but like they have stories, or mm-hmm. maybe
3: for a well, way to really break this down for him, this is gonna be a really simple explanation. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you familiar with Gaia yes. from Captain Planet? <laughs>
0: Really? <laughs>
3: that, I was thinking guy like keyed. Earth. Like it? that's kind
2: of Okay.
3: That's kind of the vibe <laughs> that you're getting. Okay. But like it's a deity but it has different depending on where you are it depends like if you're in Brazil if you're in West Africa if you're in the Caribbean
0: Depending on the time in history. Right.
3: It's depending on the time in history. Okay. It's a it's a she's a deity but also a spirit but also the ocean the ocean
4: She's
2: dry. Dry. Fertility right. Right.
3: with like, fresh
4: water sweet water right. Waterfalls Lakes, rivers, streams,
2: and and this is from where Nigeria, Nigeria. Nigeria? Right? Is this is Nigerian,
4: Yoruba, 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 so
2: Yoruba. region of Nigeria, Yoruba region. So what, what what How did you get that name, or how did we how did this come about? Like, what was it? Just something you that what attracted you, you to attracted you? you to that?
4: Um, I was reading African sexualities, and they just had a different conceptualization of how we understand sex positivity and. Um, they came. there's this concept called oceanality where it speaks to affirming the normal just affirming pleasure in, and eroticism in all of its diversity that's the simplest definition but it also has different ways of conceptualizing heterosex so intercourse mm-hmm. and instead of like the penis conquering the vagina it's the devouring vagina <laughs> that talks to uh-huh. being surrounded engulfed um, made, made to surrender and pulling out is seen as an act of resistance. Oh, it's just uh, so much. It's, again, okay. different ways of looking at um, sexuality and uh, pleasure. Yeah. And
3: <laughs> I think if sexuality was taught to me that way as a child, I would... Have not been resistant to
2: that.
0: <laughs>
2: you
3: yeah, resist-
0: wouldn't have waited so long. <laughs> no, I'm not
3: wouldn't.
2: resistant to sex I in think, any way, shape, or form. But it's it's interesting because it just changes
3: like the so-called power struggle that we have. Yeah, mm. you know? a lot
4: can be done from underneath. <laughs> Wait, what, what does that mean? Missionary position. Marinate on that. Missionary <laughs> position. That. Missionary position. Uh-huh. Okay, so if you have the guy on top and the girl on on the bottom this is very heteronormative stuff but there's still things that can be done and it's not that the man is in the superior position because he's on top there's still Little stuff like like, like what like on. what you know yeah, what?
2: Yeah. you're gonna have to book, a appointment I mean, with have to her. book an appointment for this like yeah, no, get no, the I, details.
4: <laughs> I'm saying.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to it's
3: learn, like learn right here. To- okay, Isabel's right to- is here you for know, the know. same reason. She's yeah, yeah, like, I know. More. Like, let's do this.
4: Every everyone's different. So, what I would encourage people to do is explore, do a body map, and explore your erogenous zones. Everywhere everyone has their own things that niche that way that likes to be touched, and we can't just assume everyone like to be touched mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. way or that their body parts like to be called a certain way so mm-hmm. being open to what pleasure centers are available and not making assumptions so you know we heard about the G spot hopefully maybe but mm-hmm. there's also the A spot the U spot mm-hmm. the P spot the X spot <laughs> so there's so much inside. and then why are we limiting to our genitals because there's so much your ear can be a sex organ mm-hmm. ear-gasm, yeah, my, ear-gasm. eargasm my like, ex-girlfriend is was all
2: about eargasm she would just sit there and be like can you just act this it <laughs> And I'd be like, really? And she'd be like, Oh god! Speaking of orgasms,
3: so you, you, you said you had something about music, your thoughts of music and yeah, sexuality. Yeah. So
4: I, I think I, I th- thought about orgasm. I thought about ways that bring me joy and pleasure and euphoria without focusing on the genitals so that may be certain musics really turn me on or make me feel good and change my mood and give me pleasure and for the potential of eargasms or for sapiosexuals out there those who enjoy intellectual conversation and stimulus how you can have a mindgasm just simply through a really deep conversation that Mm has um, inspired an epiphany or allowed you to grow in a way that brings you joy and pleasure or just different places and ways of touching and smell and uh just like really allowing the information of how your body receives pleasure and to receive it in a way without judgment so for me it ended up being like the sun rays was mm. super sexy oh and nurturing mm-hmm. and pleasurable. Food. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good, Good food. food too. Like, like, <laughs> mm. like, when you taste something so delicious that you're, you like, salivate. I love foodie sexual like, way more than like oh, food porn. That sounds yeah. so much better.
2: <laughs> foodie sexuality? Is that uh, what the word
4: means? Yeah, you could, I, I, it. I call it foodie sexuals. I love are it. Those who have the potential to bring eroticism and sexual joy and pleasure through the taste buds. And okay. Taste and people who incorporate food into their sexual so say play say like, like well. just
2: rubbing strawberries all over that my could, body. That
4: could work too. Okay. If strawberries <laughs> is your thing that you like to taste, smell, so you're going and point? feel. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: You know what? Hey, you know I, I have no shame in my game. It's just strawberries.
5: A,
4: <laughs> <laughs> liking to
2: strawberries. I think
4: <laughs> I've been just thinking about what brings you joy and pleasure. Like, what do you like to smell? What's the most what do you love to taste? What do you like to look at? like what brings you aesthetic joy? Um, and what kind of yeah, so definitely. There's all types of sex organs that are not just your genitals and being open to what that looks like for different people. Okay, I'm all,
2: you know, I'm all for that. Like I really do think um, sometimes just having a stimulating conversation, like I said, is like a, is, is one of the most sexiest things that can can be, you know so I think we've all had that at some point hopefully
0: hopefully hopefully
2: so with that though let's let's get let's, into the eargasm yeah, in, <laughs> we call it the eargasm right there mm. we go so des has taken that giggle foot here i'm sorry des Gigglefoot, where we where des giggle foot
0: I, no one ever i never allow people to really call me by my full name mm. because <laughs> it has
4: it? always been an issue you know oh, really yeah and it can be colonizing like exactly let her self determine how you want to be called what would you like to be called oh no you got it right brandon you you already
0: know brandon already knows i been
4: school man like
2: i'm gonna change after this
4: yeah. uh, transform
2: <laughs> so uh the taken is taking the time to take lyrics from several hit songs and we're going to top top
0: 20. top 20 i went for top 20 I, just like what's been standing out for me lately okay and i i gotta go obviously i gotta go right to drake nice for what
2: drake because Girls just go crazy over drake everybody does okay anyway so i'm just
0: gonna dramatically read this <laughs> that's a real one in your reflection without a follow without a mention you're really piping up you really got to be nice for what that's my interpretation So I'm really exploring this, this idea of nice for what, like, you know, why, where are those moments where, you know, I'm not really being my true authentic self and re-envisioning that. um, And, you know, for me, it's uh, all about expression, um, not always having to uh, say something about everything and really just coming into a place of listening. That's why I'm so excited to have these beautiful, wonderful goddesses, queens, kings, kings too, because ladies got to be kings too. Mm -hmm. And um Empress. And Empress. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there's there's so there's so much. <laughs> so just exploring this idea of kinda like, you know, um what you have to be nice for or who do you have to be nice for or you know, spaces where you feel like you can kinda take that mask off.
3: Isabel, is you were telling us the time about that last night, you know. Situations like that where you're like, (laughs) hi.
6: You know, it's tough because just in my character, I'm not a confrontational person. Mm -hmm. I don't like arguing. I'm always like, if there's something going on, like I'm trying to find compromise and, you know, keep it peaceful. So a lot of situations like what I was telling you guys, especially like, you know, where I'm experiencing, let's say, misogyny or sexism or something. Um, a lot of times I don't even process what's happened until after the fact and then that's when I think about oh I should have stood up for myself or I should have said something Um, but like even you know what I was saying with like Elijah Mm -hmm. and even some of my male friends who have been witnessing some of the things that have been happening to me you know they'll be like oh I was so mad that that person was doing that and I remember Elijah says I'm like, oh, you should have put your sticks down and walked off stage or, like, said something. But I was, like, in the moment, one, I didn't even realize what was happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two, that's not in my nature. Like, I'm not, you know, just being uh, a lot of times one of the only females in a situation like that where i'm trying to push myself forward as a musician and grow you know it's just like well this is part of what i have to do to grow is just to play through these situations and be a good sport about it Mm. while i'm paying my dues but you know it's a question of do i stand up for myself in those kind of situations or do i be cool about it and usually my go-to is be cool
0: right because like
6: You know, you don't want to be like the girl who's acting up. You don't want to be like too fussy or whatever.
0: And it's also your true authentic nature, like, you know? Yeah, I just... There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and it's like, Uh, I remember when, you know, he,
6: Elijah posted a status about it and it received a lot of comments. People were just kind of conversing about this topic. And someone was just like, "Just cuss him out. Problem solved." And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, no, dude. Like, yeah. that's not how I am. I mean, I understand if that works for you, but one, that's just not who I am." And you know it's not that easy. And you know another woman made a comment and was like, "Oh, but if she does, like, people are gonna like look at her and like call her different names
2: or whatever." Like, you're being
6: emotional, exactly. You're yeah. being fussy. Labels. You're being bitchy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's it's not that simple. Yeah, and I,
2: think, I would say you know, ultimately, I don't think it solves the situation. Like, you just cussed the dude out. You didn't really educate him. Right. Like,
6: right. And <laughs> and you know, going back to that question of what you were saying of like how how is it that men can do better and improve? You know, I think one you know him addressing it and he he, it was interesting he ended his status with do better fellows i think Mm -hmm. one just you know conversing with your female colleagues and counterparts being like you know what is it that you need how can i support you but also just treating them how you'd want to be treated treating them like an equal you know a lot of the bands that i play in I'm really appreciative of because they treat me like an equal they don't treat me like oh she's she's a chick in our band you know Mm -hmm. they you know expect what they would they expect from me what they would expect from a male drummer they treat me like i'm you know just like another buddy or a friend and they treat me with respect and i think at the end of the day if you're treating your female counterparts how you'd want to be treated then you know that helps a lot and then also just supporting them and bringing awareness to them and you know i'm really appreciative of my male musician friends who help introduce me to other people and they're like oh she's a dope drummer and you know bring me to situations that I might not have otherwise gotten to um you know
2: you are a very dope drummer by the way oh thank
5: you Tom. <laughs> <laughs> seriously thank you.
2: yeah okay. definitely and I, I am 100% behind you on that like and I, I think that's what we all need to be doing so nice for what for to be well positive? I just want to
4: say something real quick mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. I have to assess my safety and then i want to resign from being affirmed or affirmations like these politics of respectability and worrying about how i can appease others as opposed to the expense of being my authentic way of being different strokes for different folks like people heal differently people have different ways that they want to respond and can you Stand in the pow- in your power as you respond, still in a respect in a respectful way, even if people are being disrespectful, but not stooping to their level mm-hmm. for lack of way. Better, mm-hmm. I think about the golden rule, which is like treat others how they you would want to be treated. But the platinum rule of treating others how they would want to be treated, because sometimes how I want to be treated is different than how they would want to be treating. Like really tuning into that sometimes.
0: Hmm communicating on their level
2: (laughs) schooled we just got schooled Mm -hmm. so is that is that what drake's saying is that where we're
0: i don't really know but i I really appreciate him for giving us this opportunity to you know
2: (laughs) thank you drake (laughs)
0: to really you know explore what we're being nice for especially as women
2: yeah and it's a song for the ladies too Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so i'm with that
2: i think all the songs by drake are for the ladies pretty much okay wait so I got one here too I and honestly I'm reading them and you're gonna have to dissect I, I don't know should I go with this one or do you have a? okay I'm gonna read this one
0: whichever one you like whichever whatever whatever you like over there freedom of choice <laughs>
2: uh, this one's probably gonna be uh, is this this is offensive I guess I don't know it's like
4: okay. I can't even read this I don't
2: know go ahead Brandon. do it huh I'm Kendall Jenner I got a vagina uh I'm gonna explore that right now, woo, In <laughs> holy shit, I got a vagina, I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna understand the inner workings of a woman. So Actually, this, who's difficult. that? Okay, Freaky Freaky so this comes
0: from a song called wow. Freaky Friday with Chris Brown <laughs> Chris and Brown? Little Dicky. Oh, and they're switching bodies because, you know, it's like Freaky Friday and oh my god, they made a wish and they're in somebody else's body. And little Dicky is in Kendall Jenner's body and him, and that's how he responds. Okay. By saying, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah. check The concept mind.
3: is
2: living is offensive oh. sounding to me as I thought exactly.
0: it was Exactly. So it's like this is kind of how the video ends. is he's now Kendall Jenner and he's like, "Oh my god." I got this body. I'm gonna understand the inner
4: workings. Mm, okay, of That's a woman. Very helpful context. Yeah. Yes. yes. I want to <laughs> note that um, genitals vary in colors, sizes, shapes, and not even there's intersex people. Those mm. are born with vaginas exactly. and penises, and ha- not vagina but vulva we're talking mm-hmm. um but also not all women have vaginas not all men have penises and the variations in between but i think that it's great when you can really think about what it would be to be in a different body mm-hmm. exactly. live in someone else's shoes mm-hmm. for a
3: day i for
2: one would love to be a woman
3: i i i, I second that <laughs> i would i would exchange i would exchange that for a day yeah. i would do that for a day i'd be yeah. so awesome
2: I just want to understand and, and
3: just have a better understanding of what it actually means and I, I
4: mean i guess i also, also want to be mindful <laughs> of trans people who it's not like this is just the way they feel trapped in the wrong body and they manifest it as they transition to be their true authentic self mm-hmm. and that being different than um transvestites or homovestites which we don't talk about at all but when you find joy in dressing up as the either the opposite or the same gender that you were assigned at birth
2: hmm. okay so <laughs> that no i was thinking actually about you know the situation because we you know we were filming uh a, we we're working on a project where we were working with a lot of uh we were working with a trans person it was great like we actually went through the, like I was in the sessions where they're going through the process of taking all of the medication and all that stuff it was like very interesting just seeing how like you know mentally this person was just changing like feeling more positive mm-hmm. and
4: more I love seeing my clients just be able to represent themselves in a more in a way that reflects who they really are and you can see the depression alleviate you can see mm-hmm. the happiness just come while they are able to have the support harmonially to um, transition to their authentic way of being.
2: Yeah. Dope. Okay. Authentic. Aminra, you got you got the next one? Oh, she
3: say, oh. Do you love me? Mm. I say I tell her only partly, I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry.
4: Bedgasm, sleeping <laughs> sexuals. Bedgasm There are people who really enjoy going to sleep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, he, can, is, is, this, i'm so glad like, that, yeah, he raised, well, no, I'm that he raised in the sleep
6: like yeah why are you going to sleep rami
0: is <laughs> rending, he had to read that one because he's like i'm that person my I bed love sleep. my I
3: love i love the feeling okay i'll give you the truth oh gosh, I, I feel like yes. in in this reality that we're living right now this is not the dimension that i'm actually in yes. when i go to sleep i feel like i'm in the actual reality that i want to be in that i think my life should be and yeah. I feel like I'm stuck in between these two worlds, mm-hmm. these two dimensions. So that's why I use sleep as a gateway to to interact with that other dimension.
2: Like lucid dreams and stuff, mm-hmm. like all yeah. this crazy. and
3: then when I, I have a dream like that and I wake up, I'm like, oh, Okay, let's go. Let's like, you
4: know,
0: like it's just <laughs> He gets mad at me. He's like, yo, this was just getting good. He just want I know. He just live
4: like, <laughs> in
3: my dream. I'm
0: like, it was just starting oh to like, happen Sorry. Some so,
4: original's believe dreams to be the real reality. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and then this thing called life is just a dream how we understand right. it. Um, but I do also love that moment right before, you know, consciousness and going into sleep. And I've really been thinking about sleep as resistance, as as just w- ways of being revolutionary, just kind of resting our mm. body and preparing for um, has to come. With everything and just finding joys in whatever that is. And it can be sleep, something that we have to do. Why not do it?
2: I for one hate sleeping because I feel like Brandon <laughs> wasting time Brandon
5: needs yeah. to do
2: and I'm terrible no and honestly I, I struggle with it like at night like it's like the worst feeling it's like because I have to think mm-hmm. about the next day yeah. and I'm like I don't even want to it sounds terrible <sighs> i don't even want to see it tomorrow like i do but uh, i don't you know what i mean like it's just gonna be more of stress
4: maybe you're placing those limitations on yourself do you have to really think about that and even the way we understand time it may not there's every moment is a new opportunity to create new possibilities for yourself as opposed to it being a continuation or even starting fresh that i would challenge you know especially things that you are required to do that you are forced to do Mm -hmm. i want you to have the power back to to deal with it in a way that can be empowering for you so if it's something that you have to do and you are resisting it maybe radically self-embrace that you will sleep sometimes and it's not the only thing that it's not going to define you it's not going to hold you back but making the best of things that you have to do
2: She's good at what she it's does. It's good y'all. for you. <laughs> I know. She broke it down. Yeah, for you. I'm like, that yeah. Voice. I've never thought about it that and way. Don't yuck
4: my yum. Like, what's you know, what's really hard for some people may be really pleasurable for others. And understanding that that's a part of diversity and knowing what what that looks. So I would encourage you to transform your understanding of what you feel like you have to do or what you don't want we've talked
3: do. about this and i think the feeling that you're dreading and i've talked to you about this is the feeling of <laughs> groundhog day mm. where it's all the same thing uh. every day yeah yeah and uh. that's what i think what his anxiety comes totally is the feeling mm. of doing things every day like a rip- and it's yeah. just like break a pattern. vicious
2: vicious dream that keeps happening but yeah you can break your pattern but it just takes it's hard yeah unlearn that behavior yeah I, I need to i need to just you know hang out with Amin Ra more and do more random things on a regular basis <laughs> you resist a lot though <laughs> yeah.
4: he did
0: he was like i'm not gonna be here today i was like oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know,
2: yeah i end up that's how it works that's, yeah, how, this, yeah. that's how this uh the gotcha. symbiotic relationship works uh okay wait Isabel, you're gonna have to read one too i'm gonna give you one here what's no, oh, gonna be the final oh, no. one final one, uh, final, one final one uh which one should i go with this one or
3: Uh, I think you
2: should let her choose.
4: Okay. All right. Choice. It's very powerful. (laughs)
3: Um,
4: we have more choices. I'm going to go
6: with this first one because I was like, I can relate.
4: (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. Oh, wait.
6: Okay. I don't relate on this first part. Okay. That's fine. Just the general concept. Um, and I'm not going to say this word. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. um, I like texts from my exes. (laughs) True. <laughs> when they want a second chance. Um, what does that say?
2: Trans it? I like text. From
0: oh,
6: exes I like. When I want a second I chance. I like proving n-word wrong. I do what they say I can't. I like text from I like text from my exes when they want a second chance. I like proving n-word wrong. I do what they say I can't.
2: Oh, that's, that's got to be Cardi B.
6: Cardi.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like my Cardi B. Yeah. I like Texas yeah. from my exes when they want a
0: second chance. I like proving people wrong. I do what they say I can't.
2: Cardi B's interesting, too, because she is, like, playing both sides of the coin on this thing. I mean, I'm sure you have a dissection. Of the, I'm sure she's going to break sure it down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why, why that one? Oh, um... But well, I, I do
6: what they, the I reason, know. Yeah, the reason I went with that is, yes, I've been hit up by different exes. And like, you know, like I said, I don't hold any grudges against anyone. I believe that everyone that comes into your life is for a reason. You learn things from them. You grow as a person from being with them. Um, you know, certain exes I don't think of in a super favorable way. Some I do and you know it being with me has been or when people date me it's it's very interesting because of my lifestyle right it's very you know it's very erratic there's very there's a lot of spontaneity the nature of what we do is we're out there we're meeting people and i've been with men who have been insecure about that Mm -hmm. you know and you know i i've also dated other musicians who you know, it, it can become like a competitive thing, and if they're not secure enough in themselves, there's a lot of jealousy, there's a lot of resentment, and you know, in in a way, like sometimes I felt like in the past, like they say they support me, but they don't want to see me succeed because they don't want to see me become more successful. Well, they than don't know them. how to
3: really support you. Oh, goodness.
6: right, and you know, it's and it it, it was all, it, you know it's just weird too because as I was growing and learning, it's like yes, they were teaching me things, but then were they also trying to make sure I didn't excel too far. So it's just interesting. And, um, you know, I think... I think people sometimes want to check in and be like oh like you know what are you up to and if, if they see you're succeeding they like want to be a part of that in yeah. a way or they want to like have credit for that but yeah. sometimes they don't want to see you go too far it's it's interesting
2: uh, crab in, crabs in a bucket that type of thing yeah what's your decolonization comparison of explanation comparison. of that
4: uh, instead of jealousy I love the concept of compersion which is kind of like the opposite of jealousy where you can right. feel happiness for your for others.
5: For others,
4: yeah. Um, and instead of a relationship ending, it has transformed. Have you made your lover better off having been able to love each other? And when you, you know, when you interact with people just in wanting to improve and support them in their mm-hmm. ways being sometimes you know things happen and the timing's off and we grow into different mm-hmm. beings that we can't connect in the ways that we used to but still respecting people as people and so yeah if uh x texts uh, <laughs> i like good morning texts like that's cool like checking in like how, how how are you doing with your life and um continuing to support people even when it's hard for us, like that's the part that we have to unlearn, like we are not, pos- humans are not to possess, we can't possess each other, and if we're to support each other's growth and expansion, and uh, f- seeking fulfillment, that may not look like I can't be there for all of it, mm-hmm. There, I can do what I can, and I can contribute to the life in the way that I can, and understand the limits that I have for each individual, and everyone's different, and people's re- relationship with each other are different as well. So, can be beautiful or sad
2: so it's like i think I, man it's like so deep like there's so many pieces that i want to and so i think first off it's like uh you grow apart like you said i think people are always afraid of that you know that situation like yeah. when you with it's not heavily, uh,
4: happily ever after there's also like there's new relationship energy but there's also mature relationship energy so there's things that change within people having, if you lasting partners, people that live together, there's going to be different dynamics and people just grow and change and so being able to adapt to people's transformation and ways of being in a supportive way, sometimes it can work for other people, sometimes it's too challenging and jolting, and so they have to move in a different direction and not bring judgment and shame because of that transformation but really move it and develop it in a, in a way, I'm divorced. And actually, after the divorce, my husband and I are in excellent relations. It just alleviated the pressure of that marriage came, and we have a different relationship right now. That's mm-hmm. different, but it's and it's still supportive of each other. We still can support each other's dreams, even though it ended up on different paths than we originally intended.
2: So that's beautiful, and then more people need to do that. Really, like I think it's just commonality to be mad at each other. It's like. Isabelle was probably beating up the drums, and they were like, yeah, she's too good. I think I need to, (laughs) you know, cut this off. Can't have her show me up. You
4: know, we have to be aware of the toxic people that are in our life and to really bring in positive energies, too. And so some people are toxic to us, but have we learned what we have to learn and move on? Like, sometimes people aren't meant to stay in our life as long as we anticipated. Sometimes it may just be a moment, and sometimes it may be a lifetime, and sometimes it's a few weeks or months or... Minutes uh, and and
0: even she says you can be toxic to yourself yes. because yeah you mm-hmm. want to prove that person wrong so badly or you know or get them back because you feel like oh I, they left and I wasn't ready mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then you're working just to prove
4: them to them mm-hmm. that like oh I am this thing and we have I am ideas worthy that we are in love with when that may not be the mm-hmm. reality but mm-hmm. a deception that we ever something that we created in our minds that we're trying to realize but it's not true not true can't prove loving the true. idea of it and sticking with it and all the pressures But
2: so you know. basically cardi b is brilliant and she <laughs> yeah cardi is on if you some, break it down a little bit yeah she's on some next level stuff or she was just like scrolling through instagram and wrote those lyrics like randomly in like 10 minutes i don't know what she's doing but <laughs> anyway all right well des i think that was fair i was that was awesome thank you for you know preparing Aligning. those first yes that was awesome Aligning.
0: I, that, that's that's where i come in <laughs> i find the good people <laughs> awesome yes. I, like follow up so I like this, sad it took this long but you know what everything is perfect
2: so uh, like divine time yeah so <laughs> i first like to thank our guests uh dr zelaker clark uh the Jamaican
4: sex-osifer yes, am I right
2: i right you okay. uh Isabel De Leon dope drummer dope drummer
4: dope drummer dope
2: drummer <laughs> Which, dope do you have an alias Isabel? uh not
6: right now no just
5: okay. that okay.
6: she's Stay leveling evening. up
2: yeah she's le- yeah leveling up oh yeah and you should check her out in TomTom Tom Magazine so yep. if y'all there's a dope article she is seriously on some next level stuff y'all about to see this girl everywhere so don't don't just don't she sleep she already is
0: everywhere she, yeah i know i know
2: <laughs> well special
3: guests, of these you guys, ladies
0: on the boop <laughs> do you guys have
2: anything
3: you'd like to yeah, promote coming want to up promote? you got something coming up or shout out your social media handles or anything like that where we can find whatever you. whatever you I, want how can i, can I you get, connect get an appointment
2: you? with you so i can learn about all of my problems
4: <laughs> i am on instagram my personal instagram is dr z e l but that's my ratchet personal handle. Okay. Um, okay. I'm on Twitter that I don't tweet, but you can tweet. <laughs> that yep. Name. I love it. Z uh, e l a i k a c. I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah, I'm just writing and creating right now. I'm, I'm, healing, assisting people in their healing mm-hmm. and intellectual journeys, and so I show up in different ways. But oh, thank you for that. Peace, pleasure, passion, abundance, love, joy. Thank you. Gratitude. Appreciation.
0: And then
6: you can go to my website, Isabeldeleon.net, I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E-D-E-L-E-O-N. And then I also have an Instagram. Same thing, IsabelleDeLeon underscore after all of that. I've got Trump videos, photos, all that stuff. Facebook as well. Um, as far as what I'm working on, I... Finally got to the point where I'm starting to try and simplify my life a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally had some time to kind of focus and reflect on what it is that I personally want to aim for and kind of working towards that on creating my own thing and working towards that. But I'm also working on some other music projects with my band Prince George. We have an EP that should be coming out later this year. Okay, some touring, probably late summer. Okay um, and then some other some other like local gigs and stuff. But yeah, for the check most part, website. trying to regroup and move forward,
0: healing. Yeah, got, we got the healing. We're
2: gonna have to. Uh, we we'll make sure we include all those links in the bio. So if y'all listening, mm. just check it out. Uh, I mean, in the description, and make sure you click on it. Check them out. They've. You, you can hear. I mean, there are some very inspirational and awesome people. Um, and you know, that's what we're about here at the Beaten Path. And I hope you guys out there learn something today. Uh, I know I did. I mm-hmm. hope all of you did. Uh, Amin-Ra, what you got for us? I know we, we gotta have a, we gotta have a going out So, outside.
3: last week was the anniversary of Prince, Prince's, uh, passing, and so, mm. you know, the people that have been going through his catalog, um, found
2: this little jewel. His, his catalog? Like, you mean his vault? His vault.
3: His vault. vault. <laughs> his, vault. <laughs> his little, like, basement vault of, of material for days. So. That so, he probably didn't want to be released, but is being released right now. So this is. I think he original. did. I <laughs> think he did. This is the original for Sinead O'Connor. Nothing Compares to You. Um, and this was so I did some reading about this and supposedly this was dedicated to Prince's housekeeper because (laughs) she ended up leaving and for a family emergency and he was just so distraught because she like took care of him in so many ways and so he wrote this song
2: with her on his mind wait really? Yeah. I thought it was a love song about like this
4: love comes in many forms it does (laughs) (laughs) appreciation (laughs) appreciation love comes in many forms
3: so this is you know, as, as, the, as the interwebs say, this is a dedication to his housekeeper that had to leave for a family emergency and he just felt her loss and decided to write this one. Wow, this is
2: like the saddest song ever. I love it though.
3: It is. But here's <laughs> Prince, Nothing Compares to You. This is episode number 30 of the Beaten Path yeah. podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and peace and blessings. Thanks.
7: to take you took your-